0: Hello everybody, this is Mr. Todd with another episode of Stories and Solutions. I am here thinking of a way to convey true stories and inspirational ones that have been showing me for decades my true calling and how long the journey has been and why I'm taking another chance on leaving a secure field to bet on myself. This journey started way back in the 90s when I started being serious about music And I was approached by Sony. Then Hits Magazine, I was told to leave music and use my voice. Because I was making beats. And they liked my beats, but they were like, dude, your voice. They kept asking me if I did poetry. To this day, I get that. I even interned over at Power 106. And I was doing radio. And this was like 10 p.m. to like 2 in the morning or something, something like that. I was way down in Huntington Beach. I can't remember the name of the place. It was an experience. And then as time went on, I did some commercials, like voiceover stuff. One for this place, thanks to uh, Ran. It was DreamMake Studios in Texas. And then this one, the guy from Sony, that was for what's the worst that can happen, but nothing happened. I was approached by, I think it was Victor Brick I spoke to. And now I have my podcast. And this stories and solutions. So to me, the universe is speaking to me. Right. I've had even women. <laughs> my <laughs> my wife would tell you, it's weird. I worked at Bed Bath and Beyond at night, and I was working out of school in the daytime. And um one time, this lady, she was older, like I'd say, probably like sixties, and she asked me. How much would I charge if I can call her at night and talk to her? <laughs> and this was back when you had those, um, those 99 cents um, a minute thing. Man, was I stupid. I should have racked in cash. Yeah, so I was like, just didn't believe it. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't want to hear my voice at all. <laughs> but Yeah, so as I said, this, this stuff has been, you know, happening And now we have this thing called ASMR and I've watched that stuff. And it's weird. Like how I see people. Okay. For example, my editor tells me if I'm, I'm trying not to scratch my beard, it makes a lot of noise. So there's people that like pay money to hear somebody scratch their beard. And it's weird. I'd have, I don't honestly listen to my podcast because I don't like listening to my voice, but, um, I have to listen to stuff, obviously, but not like a full-on thing. So I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll, like, open up a new YouTube and it'll be ASMR or something like that. And then I thought about people that I give life coaching to. They've told me I relax them. So I may use the YouTube for that. Who knows? We'll see. I was thinking also people that criticize other people's dreams, you have to think when they tell you, You're doing too much. It's not that they, you know, I know they care, obviously. But when they are, like, discouraging you, you have to think about your ambitions and think about the people that they will call you or text you or email you about. And they'll tell you things like, you know, this person, you know, this famous person, hey so-and-so it could be kevin hart whoever it is but they'll tell you you know this person man look what they have they they're the same age as you and they have all this well you know that's what they have and they'll i won't say worship but they're like looking at like every word they say and they're not giving and they're giving props to that person or persons but they'll discourage you and you're both humans. So when you think about it, it's like, okay, so for example, Snoop is on everything, right? He doesn't use all those products, but people will go towards it because he says it's okay. And, you know, if I say, well, I do voiceovers and I produce music or write music or I'm an empowerment coach, I do motivational speaking I design t-shirts, I do podcasting, I teach special ed kids with severely emotionally disturbed kids. People would say, you don't have enough time in the day. Now, say I was, I don't know, Alyssa Milano or somebody. She She's done lots of things, right? So she volunteered or whatever, but she's acted, she's had makeup, clothing, I think, books, movies. You know, things like that, right? And I'm talking about somebody you don't see. And they have all this stuff. Nobody's telling that person, oh, you do too much. They're like, get that money. So I was thinking about it. And I said, there's nothing wrong with doing these things. And if Steve Harvey can do it, and he says he doesn't really have an education, nothing should stop you. So, you know, I have an education. Not that that matters because it really doesn't at this point. But it shouldn't stop you. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I thought, you know, I'm going to go left on this episode and I'm going to read some excerpts and you guys can give me your opinion if you're, you know, listening and approve or disapprove. And um, I'll start off with a couple of poems and you can let me know if I'm like those American Idol people who are tone deaf and I actually think I'm good. It's whack. <laughs> All right. And then at the end of it, I'll tell you my solution to what this episode really is. All right. I'm Mr. Todd. This is Stories and Solutions. I'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by Tat T-Shirts. Conversation clothing to make you think Tat T-A-T-T hyphen T-E-E shirts.com or on the gram at tat t-a-t-t underscore e shirts this is mr todd stories and solutions i'm back and i'm going to try to read this uh i think people know this one So I thought I'd read it so that way it would be familiar. A Dream Deferred. It's written by Langston Hughes. Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? All right. So that was one. And uh, I have another one here. I'll read this to you. The abundance of melanin within your being allows you to attract the vibrations from the universe that align with the energy you are putting forth. Raise your expectation, raise your frequency, and watch as the universe comes to your beckoning. The true root of the fear is that melanated beings will discover their true selves. So, I saw this online. I thought I'd read those. I think the other one's kind of long. Although this episode would probably only be 10 minutes if I don't read something. Huh. So, here's another one. You guys should know this guy. His name's Robert Frost. And I don't really even know how this poem goes, so forgive me. It's called Fire and Ice. Some say the world will end in fire, some say in ice, from what I've tasted of desire. I hold with those who favor fire, but if it had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction ice is always great. And would suffice. Hmm. Well, those are the ones I was reading. And I'll read you the story. You guys are probably asleep by now. Let me know if I'm helping you go to sleep. All right, here we go. Long ago in Italy, there lived an old clockmaker named Geppetto. Tick, tick, talk. Tick, tick, talk. Went all the clocks in his shop. When he worked, Geppetto felt happy, but when he rested, a sad feeling came over him. Ah, he would think, all my life, and no child to call my own. So one day Geppetto carved a puppet from wood in the shape of a boy. He made the arms and legs of the puppet so they could move. He cut and sewed a nice outfit for it, as if it were a real boy. I will call you Pinocchio, says Geppetto. That night Geppetto lay the wooden puppet down on the bed. From out the window a big star twinkled bright. Geppetto looked out the window to the twinkling star. Bright star, said Geppetto, if I could make one wish it would be for a real boy of my own. But of course he knew that was impossible. That night the same big star swooshed right into Geppetto's room. It changed into a blue fairy. The blue, blue fairy flew over the bed. Little wooden puppet said the blue fairy. In the morning you will be able to walk and talk like a real boy. She tapped the puppet one time with her wand, and if some day you can prove that you are brave and true, you may become a real boy. Pinocchio's eyes opened. One more thing, said the blue fairy. Suddenly a cricket appeared. He was dressed mighty fine and could talk. Meet the cricket, said the blue fairy. He will stay with you to help you make a wise choice. And with that, the blue fairy went swoosh and was gone, out of the window and up into the night sky. When Geppetto woke up the next morning, he said, I will go take my puppet out of the bed. But the bed was empty. "'Here I am, father,' said Pinocchio from the other side of the room. Geppetto swung around. "'What? You can talk?' "'Yep, I am Pinocchio, your boy.' "'How can this be?' said Geppetto in shock. Then he said, "'But who cares?' He rushed over and swept the wooden puppet into his arms. "'Pinocchio, my son.' he said in great happiness. One day Pinocchio said, I want to go to school like other boys. Of course, said Geppetto, but he did not have the money to buy schoolbooks. Later that day, Geppetto came back home with school books. Now you can go to school, he said. But father, where is your warm coat? With a wave of his hand, Geppetto said, no need to worry about that. What matters is that you will go to school tomorrow. He did not want Pinocchio to know he traded his warm coat to buy school books. The next morning, Pinocchio said goodbye to Geppetto. He skipped along the path. The school, humming as he went, the cricket rode on his shoulder, happy too. Coming up to them on the path was a fox and a cat. And where are you going on this fine day?" said the fox. I am going to school. On such a fine day as this? said the fox. It's too nice to be stuck inside school. You should come with us to the fair. Listen to me, said the fox. He put his arm around Pinocchio's shoulder. Anything you need to know, you can learn at the fair. Really, said Pinocchio. Take it from me, said the fox. Pinocchio, said the cricket. He does not know what he is talking about. The fox covered the cricket with his hat. No one could hear the little fellow as the cricket tried to call out. Pinocchio, do not listen to him. Okay, said Pinocchio, let's go to the fair, and off they went. What a fair it was. By the gate was a man dressed in white. He called out, come in, come in, right this way. Get your tickets here. With a sad look, Pinocchio said to the fox and cat, I do not have any tickets. A man was selling old things at a table near the gate. He called, Hey you, sell me those new school books of yours. That is how you can get money for tickets. The fair was so bright and colorful and exciting, the next thing Pinocchio knew is he sold his school books for tickets. No, Pinocchio, stop, called the cricket, who finally got out from under the fox's hat, but Pinocchio, the fox, and the cat did not hear him. They were already inside the fair. On stage was a puppet show. I am a puppet too, said Pinocchio. I can dance like that. He jumped right onto the stage and started to dance with the other puppets. Look at the new puppet, someone called. It has no strings. No strings, said another, amazing. Everyone laughed and laughed. They threw coins on the stage. The man who ran the fair saw the coins fly onto the stage. Well now, he said, rubbing his chin, this puppet hath no strings will make me rich. Next thing Pinocchio knew, he was picked up and thrown in a birdcage, and in the next moment, the door was locked shut. Hey, get me out, called Pinocchio, but the person that had thrown him in just left the room. Only the cricket heard Pinocchio's calls. The cricket ran back and forth, in and out of the bird's cage, trying to find a way to free the lock, but he could not unlock it. I am stuck, cried Pinocchio. How did this happen to me? All of a sudden, poof, there was the blue fairy. Please, said Pinocchio, can you help me? Tell me first, said the blue fairy. How did you get inside the cage? Tell me what happened, said the cricket. Could he really tell the blue fairy what happened? What would she think of him? Um, I was robbed, said Pinocchio. Is that right, said the blue fairy with a frown. Pinocchio's nose began to grow. Yes, robbed. And Pinocchio said, By two men, no, four. The nose grew more. They took my books. They made me come here. They threw me in the cage. His new nose grew longer and longer. Until Pinocchio could see nothing in front of his face but one big giant nose. Kind of looked like Mr. Todd's. Why is my nose so big? Pinocchio cried out, Pinocchio, said the Blue Fairy in a stern voice, you must know what the truth really is. I guess so, says Pinocchio. I wanted to come to the fair, I came here with Fox and the cat, the nose grew shorter, I had to sell my books to get some tickets. Had to, said the Blue Fairy, I mean I decided to sell my books to get tickets, he said. The nose got shorter still. Then someone put me in this cage, he said. The nose was back to normal. Good job, Pinocchio, said the cricket. Well done, says the blue fairy. Now I'll get you out of here. With a wave of her hand, Pinocchio was out of the cage. Here are your books. And Pinocchio was holding the same new school books in his hands again. Know this said the blue fairy. You are on your way and you're on your own from now on. Make sure you do the right thing next time. Then she was gone. Pinocchio was back on the road to school. A coachman drove up. Hey, kid, how about a ride? No, thank you, said Pinocchio. I'm going to school. You'll ride faster with me, said the coachman to Pinocchio. He said to himself, he will ride faster, all right, but not to where he thinks he is going. All right, said Pinocchio, I want to get to school right away. When Pinocchio was inside the coach, the coachman said, Say, kid, why do you think boys like you go to school? To learn things, said Pinocchio, and to grow up, I guess. So we can do what we want. Well, said the coachman. What if I told you that you can do what you wanted right now? Right now? Yep. Think of it. Skip the books. Skip school. Right now. How would you like to have all the candy you can eat? All the candy? Yep. Ice cream too. Of every flavor. Ever want to smoke a cigar and play pool? All this and more at Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island? Best place in the world for boys like you. Don't listen to him, Pinocchio, shouted the cricket. Why wait, said the coachman. I know just where Pleasure Island is, and this is your lucky day. So what do you say? Let's go there, said Pinocchio. I'm going to Pleasure Island. Oh, said Cricket waving his arms in the air. After a while, the coach stopped. You got a boy with you in that coach, said a dark stranger to the coachman. Yep, the coachman grabbed Pinocchio and threw him down onto the ground. He's all yours, now pay up. The coachman reached out for something. Was it money from the dark stranger? Then the coachman drove off. What could it all mean? But as Pinocchio looked around, he no longer cared. For everything the coachman had told him was true, heaps of candy all about, tubs of ice cream in every flavor. Boys like him could eat and eat and play all day. None of them had to work or clean up. There were even cigars if you wanted one, and pool tables to play. But after a few days, something was odd. Where did all the boys go? He asked Cricket. All I see are donkeys, said Pinocchio. I must say, there used to be more boys around here, said Cricket. Just then, one of his ears popped into a donkey ear. Then his other ear popped into a donkey ear, too. Oh, cried the Cricket. What's happening to you? I don't know. (sniffs) Honk, said Pinocchio. Pinocchio and the cricket saw a line of donkeys, led by a dark stranger, onto a truck. Oh no, said the cricket. Now I get it. Boys get turned into donkeys here. Then the donkeys are sold. Pinocchio, we have to get you out of here fast while we still can. Let's go, (sniffs) honk, said Pinocchio, and I'm going to leave it right there. So... If you guys can just leave me a comment, I'd appreciate your feedback. If you like the poems or if you like Pinocchio, maybe have your kids hear it. That's about it. But I wanted to tell you why I I said earlier, why I did this episode. I kept thinking about, you know, go left, go left, bet on yourself. You really don't have anything to lose. You can say, well, I have a family as I do. But you can spend your life making someone else's dream realized because you're working for them. Or you can spend six months out of your life and try to do your own thing. And if you plan it ahead of time, which I didn't do, like I've always wanted to, but I was always stopping myself. And uh, the universe kind of puts you where you're supposed to be, I think. So the solution is to go for your dream. The universe speaks to you as there are signs everywhere. And we kind of ignore them as we have a real responsibility and confidence and the odds of it happening stop us. Plus, we have usually naysayers. And I realized by being an empowerment coach and giving motivational talks that I need to talk, you know, the talk, walk the walk or however you say it. And I've always done what I said I had was going to do. I mean, there's other things I'm going to be doing. Um, but I've always followed my gut. And sometimes I've fallen on my face because I didn't think of something. And then there's other times where I've fallen and said, when I went to get up, I was looking in the opposite direction. And I thought, it's okay to walk backwards and turn left. Then to keep pushing up this hill. And uh, it's just never too late Is what I'm saying And it's always believe in yourself And believe in the gift you're given So I'd like to say thank you To a lot of people Chuck Dizzle, Esther Dean Cominson & Cominson Mr. Montez, Connor Steen Nico, Sony uh, Victor Brick JLTV F. Andre, Belma Johnson Audible Intakana, David Banner Eric Sermon, my mom, my wife, and a whole bunch more. So this is people that, throughout my journey, uh, at least answered a question for me, which made me relevant in the the sense of you're seen in the world of, you know, I'm in the behind the scenes, so I know what it is, but you, you get knocked out quick, and you have to keep going. So that's pretty much my solution. Until next time. I hope you guys have a good week. This is Mr. Todd. Be easy.